Welcome to the New Media Show, where each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, UTC plus 4, Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee take their over 30 combined years of leadership in the podcasting space to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct the current podcasting news, forecasts, trends, and predictions. Now here are your hosts, Academy of Podcasting Hall of Famers, Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee. Here we are, Rob. It's almost time for NAB. Yes. Get, yeah. T minus a couple days here. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, for some reason, I booked my flight for tomorrow. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little early. Then. Well, I guess I'll spend Friday in Vegas relaxing and then Saturday set the booth up and rock and roll Sunday. So, uh, yeah. ho- holy cow, we have, uh, we've got a, we've got some things going on and you, you've been busy I see working to get guests into our live events. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, live to tape. It's not live streamed. Yeah. It's not going to be live streamed this, uh, but I, every person I've talked to about our sessions, that's the thing you guys got two recording sessions for 90 minutes. I said, that's never done. <laughs> right. So that is, the uh, makes me go, Hmm. Hmm. Why did we get, two hour and a half on this very, very nice big stage. Right. I don't Maybe they were having a hard time filling slots. I don't know. It sounds to me like an opportunity. It is at a hand. So, <laughs> <laughs> so people are surprised we got two nineties, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, I'm surprised we got two me, me too. That's like <laughs> usually one thirty, you know, on right, some sub page, one right. sub, one sub stage out in the back 40 somewhere, you right, know, exactly out on the show floor somewhere. You're back, right. Right. You know, in some back corner. South Hall, right. <laughs> <laughs> no one's at South Hall this year. That's true. Central, yeah. North and West. Right. And uh, I was actually looking at the booth layouts around. It's going to be weird. We're about yeah. around a bunch of hardware people. I'm like, yeah. come on. Now, the only good thing is Media Creek is right next to us. Oh, good. Okay. And then you guys are right across from Media Creek. So there's kind of three of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Media Creek is a programmatic ad insertion platform. Right. So. Right. Um, live 365. So, right. yeah. So we might, <laughs> might get a little traffic because of them, but they're only in a 10 by 10. So. Yeah. That'd be uh, our own little podcast pavilion there of three booths. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I've, um, I'm curious on the numbers because let me, let's just be fair here. How do we get three hours? You know, come on. Is I'm looking the, a gift horse in the mouth. I'm here. not, I'm just, but our I'm major. Kind of, I'm kind of concerned about you know, can we keep it interesting for 90 minutes? That's the that's the question. Yeah, and I guess yeah. the I'm sure we can because you and I you and I can do that. But right. can and we may have to repeat some content on day two. So maybe what we'll do is give everyone three hours of content. We'll group these together or something. I, I don't know. We'll have to figure it out, but yeah, 90 minutes is a long, long, long time to, to go with a panel. And, um, right. Well, it's, e- it's probably a little easier with a panel because at least you're spreading the burden of talking over <laughs> more people. Right. And you'll, and you'll have plenty of time 
So, you know, I guess I was looking at, are you ready to even talk about our guests that are going to be? Yeah, I can talk about our guests. They're all pretty much locked in. Yeah. So, so and then also I don't have a list of uh, my topics for each session yet. I was going to pull that together like in the next day or so. So, all right. um, so we have an outline yeah. of what we're going to cover. So Sunday, April 24th, 3 to 4.30 Pacific, we've got two guests. Dan Franks is going to join us. Yep. And, Podcast movement. Yep. And Dan Rayburn, streaming media expert analyst, chairman of NAB Streaming Summit, which is interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've known Dan for many, many years. Actually, I did a a show, a podcast with him, a streaming show back um, back in the early 2000s. So, so I've known do, Dan for a long time. Hmm. So do you think we're, what's going to be the focus of this Sunday? Uh, what are we talking about on Sunday? Oh, Sunday is uh, the podcasting market, content and distribution. Content distribution. Okay. So we'll have a little fun with Spotify on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Dan is also, he's a podcaster as well. Oh, okay. He's been, uh, he's he's recognized as kind of like the spokesperson for the streaming media industry. Um, So as you think about the convergence that's going on right now between streaming, you know, YouTube, podcasting, all that stuff. So he's going to talk about that stuff. So the next one that we're doing is on Tuesday, April 26th. It's from 3 to 4.30 Pacific. And we're going to have Christina Rubinio, GM of Offline Practice at Right Side Up. So tell me about her. Yeah, she's doing uh, a a session and she did a session also at podcast movement, uh, in LA, uh, all about, uh, podcasting, uh, advertising and programmatic. So she's um, got, got a perspective. That's the, the person that was, uh, that I came out of the session saying that I was going to have her on the show at some point talking about the podcast advertising market. That's an ad buying agency, mm-hmm. uh, uh, right side up that work with a lot of the big, um, big, brands and things like that buying into podcasts. So she's got a very strong opinion about where programmatic fits and how host reads fit yeah. and how the market is, is adjusting. And then in addition to that, we're going to have, uh, Larry Rosen, wow. who's the president of Edison research is going to join us. He's, um, Tom Webster's, I think boss, I guess. I yeah, don't know if so that's, that's true, but I, I think it is. Yeah. And I've, I think I've met Larry a couple of times. Yeah. I've met, so Larry a few times at, yeah. at events, right? So, are you trying to add any more, or does this look like this is going to be the lineup? I could. I think f- I'm, I'm not sure. I have to talk to the NAB folks to find out what the if they have a limit, say you know, like four people or mm-hmm. five people or something like that. Of how many people they can accommodate with microphones, right? Um, so that would be the only other question. I I didn't get beyond four. Yeah. Uh, though I would say most events like this can probably maybe support five. Yeah. So, and being that we're going to go 90 minutes. So, yeah. I mean, um, if, if you have any ideas, Todd, to you know, and be, be honest with you, it's for me, it's like a lot of the folks see it's kind of odd. Well, it shouldn't be odd. People should know this already since I've been doing live streaming for so many years. Right. When I would go to NAB, it would be to scope out new tech, Wirecast live yeah. view all these companies that do live streaming and then i would go mm-hmm. for the pure new tech new right. you know cg I, I would go and geek out 
And then we decided (laughs) as a company to start exhibiting there. And that really limited my, my floor time. So matter of fact, I've mapped out six or seven vendors that I'm going to go see that I'll probably leave the booth for a couple hours and run around and hit those folks and, Mm -hmm. and get the latest. For me, it's not just a exhibiting show. I like to be there to hobnob with, you know, people that I've known for years that, you know, they bring me into VIP and set me down in front of gear that no one else has seen before. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, cause you did that, uh, for CES and you've right. done it for NAB for years. So, yeah. And, yeah, and in sense. fact, we used to do NAB live. We used to do, well, our own version of live, um, mm-hmm. that was, uh, coordinated by one of my co-hosts of another show that is a partner of mine. He would organize it and then I would just show up and be talent and we would do typically about two hours a day. And generally it was, it was really, we did it before everyone else thought it was cool to do. We'd do it in a booth, mm-hmm. some booth that had enough bandwidth to support it. And we'd get a little corner, a little table and squinch in. And, you know, it's, it was really not high end production, but it was, you know, bam, 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 every 10 minutes, a new guest. Mm-hmm. Our, our same thing as our format is CES, but I haven't been able to do that for years and Don isn't going this year and he had done that uh, for a while, but it's, and this is one thing podcasters should start thinking about is, you know, you, you and I, I go to CES to collect content for my show, my personal show. Mm-hmm. I used to go to NAB to collect content for my personal show and also what I do in the podcasting space, blah, blah, blah. But podcasters need to really start going to events where they're, their core audiences, you know, for CES, that was, that was, uh, and we've talked about it many times. That's the gift that just keeps on giving as far as content goes. Right. And I haven't been able to exploit it as much as I used to because I'm running a company, you know, (laughs) it's gotten kind of big. So we're, we're busy. Um, so yeah. So I, I think NAB is going to be, um, We'll see. I, have you got your stuff done with your, uh, your, your, you, uh, have you submitted your, uh, vaccine card and got your QR yeah. code and all that? Oh yeah. All right. I'm all well, set on that. Yeah, me too. So, um, it's going to be different and Hey, guess what? We don't have to wear on airplanes. No more masks. No mask on the airplane. Right. So I'm I'll be curious to see I'm how definitely many looking forward to that. I'm yeah. curious to see how many people are still masked up. I bet, I bet it'll be a lot. Yeah. I'd say probably maybe a quarter of the people will probably still yeah, wear masks yeah, at probably. least. Yeah. But I've got them in my bag just in case. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'm definitely bringing some with me. No question. Cause you just don't know the law could right. flip in a minute, you know, and right. we'd be right back in it. That's so, right. Yeah. Are you thinking about maybe trying to pull in a, a, hardware vendor or something here that can add to the conversation. Oh, hadn't thought about that. Uh, it doesn't, I, I don't, I, I'll think about that for a second because the, the likelihood it either be StreamYard is made. I wonder if StreamYard's going to be at NAB. They almost have to be. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the best session for that would be probably the Sunday session with uh, the topic around streaming and things like that might be a good one if you want to bring in like maybe a streaming vendor or something. Yeah, so I'm going to look here in a B show. It's kind of hard. It's hard to find the exhibitors. Yeah. Um, 
you have to go into, I hate their website because you just can't go to the website and search. Here we go. Um, view, schedule, view exhibitors. All right, now let's go and look for StreamYard. They're not going to be there. Let's look for who's another one. Um, all these companies that I think should be there are not. That's the thing that's weird to me. Yeah, I think it's only going to be a show about half the size of its normal normal size. Hmm. Um, that doesn't spell good news for NEB. Well, I mean, I think you have to come back somehow, you know, and I think even because I think I've heard that there's going they're expecting around 60,000. Oh, that's yeah, um, about half. But yeah. 60,000 is better than what well, 60,000 about what CES did, maybe with exhibitors yeah. included. Now, if it's six here's the thing. If it's 60,000 exhibitors included, we're going to be pretty slow. Right. Yeah, cuz exhibitors will make up 10, 12, 15,000 alone. Well, who knows? I mean, with the mask mandates coming down and stuff like that, there may be a lot of last minute people right. fly into town too. Who knows? Now, um, one thing I can tell you is I got to thinking maybe I'll rent a car for a couple of days. Hmm. There's no cars to be had. It's too late. There's, oh, really? You have, can't even get one? No. And I've got one of those deals where you can do a... Um, you can rent one off the street or whatever it is. You know, you can mm -hmm. get one that way. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I was pretty shocked. I've never not been able to get a rental car in Vegas. And um, I was just looking here. I'm trying another. I know who I can get, probably get one from. It's that, in, oh, Thrifty has vehicles. But holy smokes. <laughs> holy smokes. No. No, 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 no. Not 500 bucks for a, a hey, I've, smash I've can card. No. I've faced that before. All right. That's insane. Those, those rental car companies are ruthless, man. Well, it's, if you book ahead of time, you're fine. But, you know, the day before, you know, that's dumb. You know, I just, so the cheap one, the company I don't like renting from, let me look at and see if they have them. And uh, let's go to this date at 6 a.m. Yeah, I'm just going to Uber Uber it. But, but Uber is a little crazy right now, too. So, yeah, the company I don't like renting from is SIXT. Mm. And they have vehicles available for $40 a day, 421 for a week. That's a Nissan Versa. That's not bad. Not bad. But normally you can get a rental car in Vegas for a week small like that, like 250 bucks. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, I'm excited for NAB, you know, actually being, being at an event, even though it's kind of a, you know, a half, half thing, mm -hmm. half full kind, kind of event that it, it does set the stage and, you know, it, that may explain why we have the opportunities that we have at the event too, um, that we wouldn't normally have. I mean, I, I usually do a lot at NAB and I know you have too yeah. in the past. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, this is just a continuation of that. I'm doing another session as well. Um, that's going on, 
um, to where I'm talking about podcast advertising market. Right. So it's the sip and speak kind of session that's going on. You know, here's the thing to also understand is that being there and waving the flag sometimes involves opportunities. That's why at CES last year, because we were there and not so many other folks were there, mm-hmm. even though we didn't get as much value out of the event, opportunities open up and they don't forget. They right. don't forget that you were there and covered when they were, let's, you know, okay, so will we get an hour and a half, two days next year? Probably not. But mm-hmm. precedent's been set as we show up, we, we come, we're there, and mm-hmm. we, we, we support them. And that's we what, contribute in a significant way. Right. right. And that's what podcasters have to understand. Right. It's sometimes half the thing is showing up and then right. delivering value, not a pitch, delivering value to the show event. Right. Um, and you're not just filling time. You know, we, we've got some high stature people that are going to be coming on mm-hmm. and, you know, getting an hour and a half of Mr. Rosen's time. Right. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're there to make money and they're every hour that they're there is usually booked. Well, so same with Dan Franks. That's and right. Dan, Dan Rayburn. Yeah. You know, it's both those guys are highly sought after because Oops. it's not just, it's the 15 minutes before and it's the 15 minutes after. So it's really a two hour commit to be there and right. you know, the time to walk over or wherever they may be. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I think that, um, I've learned over the years is that when we've done live events is like the CEA comes back, said we want the president of CEA to be on. I said, absolutely. What time would he like to come? And it, I will take, I won't make him fit my schedule. I fit his schedule. And if mm-hmm. there's a vendor that's in his slot, they get moved, you right. know? So it's, you know, you have to, uh, you have to take care of those that are taking care of you. And for me at that event, they give me free bandwidth. They give me security. They give me a room to uh, stack the gear. They have food, uh, water, coffee, snacks. Um, It's it's big. It's, you know, it's, it's 10 or $15,000 in real world value that they give you for free. And for us, we feel we have to go deliver for that value they've given us. And the same thing, and, and, and I've seen groups that have, you know, they say, oh, we're going to be there every week, every day of the week. And they come in and do one hour and one day. And that whole room is wasted for an opportunity for a content creator to have come in and done something. So, um, so this can be re- replicated at any event. Now, the, probably the one that's hardest is to get into like the gaming events, the gaming trade shows. Right. But other stuff, you know, you just have the battle showing up. Say, I'm bringing a camera. Give me yeah. credentials. Yeah. And, you know, you and I could get press credentials if we wanted based upon our show, but we're there with exhibitor credentials. We don't need press credentials. Mm-hmm. So, right. Sometimes I've had two badges. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sometimes I've had three. So, yeah, depends on, you know, how many different. I mean, especially at like a show like NAB or CES, there, there can be like all these different sub events right, going right, on right. too. I mean, yeah. I've, I've spoken at like two or three different sub events. Yeah, offsite at these events. Big yeah. events. Right, right. And each one of them has their own badge, but um, 
but you yeah, it's... but, and I, I've also done, you know, I've gotten to the point now where, you know, like I had an email come through the other day. We would like to meet you off site. I'm like, no, you right. come to the show. You come to see me. I'm not coming in and run, you're, I'm the exhibitor. I'm not coming to you. Right. No, you have something to sell me. You come see me. I'm not, you send, send me a limo. Right, <laughs> and sushi in the car on the way over. Wow, that's asking <laughs> a lot. Yeah, you want me to go off site? You're trying to sell me? You, you know, then you know, have a guy up there that comes get me. He has a sign that says, you know, Mister Cochran, come with me. Uh, it's, Wine and dine me. You, you know, right. if you want, I'm like, no, come, come to the booth. And the response right. was, we, we don't have an on site presence. We have an off site presence. I'm like, well, that's so post COVID. Right. You know, sorry, you, you, <laughs> you, you rolled the dice and you rolled wrong. <coughs> yeah. So anyway, I mean, there, this is just, just the beginning of an onslaught of oh. events coming up, you know? Yeah. And I get back from this and then I immediately leave the, of course, are you going out to outlier too? No, I'm not going to outlier. So I'll be. I would have liked to have, but. It's not on my list. So I'm going to, yeah, outlier, then, you know, back for another week and then turn around in the ATD, then back for four days and then back to Podfest. And Chris, you're going out to Stockholm or someplace like that, right? I'm going to Malmo, Sweden for Radio Days Europe. So, and then it, going from there to the pod, podcast show in London. So, Rob, I have to ask you. Yeah. And maybe you can't comment. <laughs> <laughs> saw that little uh, SEC announcement this morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, for reasons I cannot say, right? Right. <laughs> I'm well, sure I'm sure it's been an exciting couple of days over at Libsyn. Things are <laughs> things are happening for reasons, so <laughs> things <laughs> Things will work out okay. In the I'm, I'm sure they will, but your accountant is under just a little teeny bit of pressure. Right. Well, it's not just the accountant. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, stockholders might be a little antsy right now. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It'll all work out. It'll all be okay. Oh, nice comment. <laughs> smooth. smooth yeah meanwhile you know there's not a fire in your back of your room there i don't see you know <laughs> i i'm I, not throwing any pails of water over my shoulder so i'm good oh so you're good you're, and you're not you're not bailing out right scooping and bailing no oh my gosh it yeah. So the the podcast episodes will continue <laughs> to flow through the system. So right. So yeah. It's, not, it's not like you're out of money. It's just a little yep. bit of an, a a big accounting issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to say small because I think it's kind of big at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to comment on the scale or size. Myself, no. No. You okay. you can't. Uh, I can't though because you know I'm not constrained right. by SEC rules. <laughs> Because comments I make can't hurt me or you, but comments you make can hurt you and you. <laughs> yes, yeah, forward, yes. le forward leaning, forward leaning comments can be, uh, yeah. 
That's right. I'm not in a place where I can do things like Elon Musk can. Sorry. (laughs) I'm just a big, 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 big fan of Elon right now. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm snickering by the, I told you last week, my satellite dish got approved. Oh, and yeah, yeah and it, it'll be here Friday. So I, oh. <laughs> I'll have to wait till I get back to play with it. Terrific. So yeah, fantastic. I actually will be able to do a, potentially do a show from the loft and, uh, I'm starting oh. to think about maybe putting a studio in the loft. Oh, is that in your, your other place? Yeah. It's in the, it's in the, you know, at the compound in the country compound. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, do a show from there. Yeah, we could. It, Right. You know, so it's, it's a consideration. It's nothing that I have to do right now, but you know, and technically, technically I could move operations, but <laughs> I don't even want to really think about it right now. It's uh that's a yeah. distraction I don't need, but if the broadband holds up, you know, if it, if it does what it says it does without it quitting, that's yeah. the, that's the scary part is, and maybe in another year, there'll be much higher because it'll drop out once in a while and dropping out sure. while you're live streaming is a death sentence. Sure. Uh, so yeah, we'll see, but I'm excited at least to have broadband at house where I could actually work from the house and not want to throw my computer through a window. <laughs> right. Cause it literally is very, you know, computers, it's kind of interesting. I believe my computer doesn't run as fast as it, sh- it is people say you're crazy, but I've got an iMac at the house and it just seems slower because the, you know, everything I do just seems like it takes much longer. Yeah. Um, they were so web dependent at this point. It's, it's crazy, but, uh, lots of news going on with Spotify. Boy, they, they love to make announcements, don't they? Yeah, they do. They love making announcements, but the fall through is a little bit, mm, sometimes, sometimes not. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I don't get, want to beat them up too bad here, but it, it's, it's not exactly a good look for them. No. And here's another thing too, is, um, someone else got the message on their spamming. They didn't say they're going to stop, but, you know, they did make a comment finally. Are you talking about ACAST? You're talking about Yeah, Spotify? talking about ACAST. ACAST, right. Which yeah. is another topic. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. But there's nothing new about the spam stuff. Uh ACAST is just an is just another one in a line of you know, times that kind of stuff's happened in the in the podcasting space over the years. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, it, it is, um, I, I would like to make a bunch of announcements and then not follow through too. back to Spotify. Right. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to be able to say, yes, we're going to give every podcaster that's hosting with blueberry a million dollars. Right. That'd be awesome. To be awesome. Of- spin up the medium and drive a lot of excitement around your stock. What's no stock with us, but you know, it's right. Internal value and have a whole bunch of people move over because we're going to give them a million dollars. Right. You know, every podcaster is going to get a million dollars in a, uh, you know, Rolex uh, watch. And, uh, you know, we're going to deliver a, a Range Rover 
to their uh, <laughs> to their home, and you know, it's, you know everything. Right. Yeah. I guess that that's a little bit what happened back in June of 2021, thanks to James Cridlin for you know digging into this uh, in Pod News, but uh, you know the Spotify Green Room Creators Fund. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like been around for what almost a year now and they haven't done anything and around did, and, funding any podcasts. And did so. they and had they actually awarded any No, not at all. Oh. And they sent out an email announcing that the program had been canceled. Wow. So, you know, what you know, how does that happen? I don't understand that. What what happens is is they they bite off more than they can chew. Yeah, or is it just all about the the announcement and the fall through is not as important. I you, don't know. You know. It's hard to say. They here's the thing. If I did that, if I announced that we're going to give a hundred thousand dollars in, we're going to put a hundred thousand dollars in podcasters pockets. Let's say we're going to give it to 10 podcasters. If I made that announcement. Right. And made that public and then never did it. We, we would be, crucified right we, we would be our reputation would be tan tanished no one would believe anything we ever said we, we would get we would get brutalized right and huh. to some degree that that's what's happening to spotify mm, they're, they're nope. getting called out mm, they're getting called out but no repercussion right. well yeah you know it's all about those false forward statements mm-hmm and uh sounds to me like they're making false forward statements. Yeah. There has That's... to be Hmm. I I don't know. I people are going to say, "Oh, okay. Yep. You you've you've, you know, tricked me once. Ha ha ha. Tricked me twice. That's, you know. So I think that uh podcasters are going to be more leery of of working with them. Right. Generally. I right. would think so. But and maybe also, not. But podcasters are blind. Half ninety percent of podcasters have no clue. Yeah, because they're not paying attention to these things. Right. 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 So it, you know, and there's been podcasts that have been announced that have never happened, or maybe only one episode or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, big kind of marquee podcast to get everybody excited. There's a lot of excitement around this stuff. But yeah. Not a lot of stuff that's really going on. Uh, and then what the, the other thing that came out too, is I guess Spotify has quietly rolled out a new misinformation policy that says it may hide shows or oh. in their words, restrict content discoverability based on, you know, their policy around misinformation. I, I've got a spreadsheet that, uh, is pretty, I can't share it without getting in trouble, I think, mm-hmm. but it's a spreadsheet full of shows that have been taken off their platform. Mm-hmm. I don't have that, any kind of list like that with any other vendor. So right they, they've been, they've been censoring and deplatforming shows for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's normally been around copyright infringement, but it looks like this is kind of going to another level. 
you know, mm-hmm. what is that misinformation policy? Is that publicly available? Um, not unlike what a terms of service is, or is this kind of like a, like a, well, you kind of a private policy. I, I will just, share. I'll just say this, and it's been going on for a long time. You mentioned Rona in your episode title. Mm-hmm. You can almost be guaranteed that will not stand on that platform. It, it will more than likely be removed. Oh, show may not be, but right. As I've gotten lots of notifications of specific or no, I don't get, I only get notifications when a show is taken down. I don't get notifications when the, an episode has been taken down, but we'll often get questions from content creators say, Hey, how come, how come my episode is missing off of Spotify? And we'll look at the, look at the title on it and we'll say, well, probably because of this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, podcasters need to be leery of, of platforms that are playing games like this. You know, do you want to get wrapped up with a, you know, with a partner that you don't know if they're going to fall through on their promises? I think it, it raises those questions. I mean, it's a credibility thing. And we've got, you know, even there's a lot of misinformation out there. We we have a social media campaign going on now with an influencer. And I was reviewing the slides today and he had a number on his slide. I'm like, whoa, 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 that, that number's wrong. You know, and uh, we had him update the numbers because it was wrong. And I'm like, where did you get that? And, uh, some, you know, some out, some outlet that it said that, you know, Spotify had this huge, huge advantage over Apple podcast in followers and subscribers and, you know, breakdown of audiences. I'm like, hold up that, that was not right. Don't, don't put that on our campaign. Right. Um, Hmm. so Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of information out there that is causing content creators to have assumptions that are wrong. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of motivations out there now to, you know, once the economics start to get to a certain mm-hmm. level, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of motivations for people to do things to get more attention or do things to sway people to their platform and, you know, sometimes the ethics kind of go out the window on that path. Um, it's unfortunate to see it happen, you know, but I guess the podcasting medium has weathered this before. This is not something clearly, this is not something that has never happened before. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we, you and I have both seen it multiple times. And you know, um, right. That that article that Tom Webster put out last week about NFTs, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, here's my thought about NFTs. If you're stupid enough to spend over three million dollars for the first tweet of Jack Dorsey on Twitter and get an NFT for it, you deserve you deserve to be burned because <laughs> that's just you know 
it's it's absolute insanity now okay someone wants to own you know it's from a nostalgist because it's it's a it's a token it's not even it's nothing you can hold it's not like a piece of art well, it's like you're buying copyright almost is what you're doing. Yeah, if you you, you know if you buy a a painting by uh, you know Leonardo da Vinci, let's just say that's easy. That has intrinsic, at least in the eye of the beholder. I'm not an art fan, so I might pay ten bucks for one, right? Um, yeah. some people might pay a million dollars for one. For me, you know that art is like you know again it might be worth yeah. 10 bucks but some people think it's worth a million so the same thing on the nfts you know i, I personally thought that that tweet maybe you know that nft token would probably be yeah maybe four or five hundred bucks <laughs> instead this dude spent three million dollars for it and then he tries to sell it and he gets the highest bid is 2700 <laughs> well i mean if you think about big picture nft is really just another methodology of tracking kind of commerce transactions around digital assets. So yeah, I know it's, it's, you know, I think it's, it's a little bit of a, of a perverted market right now. So uh, just because I, it's something seen as something new and unique, I can screenshot Tom Dorsey's right. first tweet, right? I can print it on, and I yeah. can put it in a really nice, you know, I put it in a frame put gold leaf around it, you know. But doesn't Jack Dorsey still own that? But I can still take a screenshot of, yes, he does, but I can still take a screenshot of that and right. put it on my wall here as a, as a, as a, as a, mm, how should we say it? The crypto guys are getting pissed. The, <laughs> I could see this as a, you know, put it at the altar of Twitter. Right. And who's going to stop me? Uh, you know, it's like, you don't own, yeah. you own, okay, you own the copyright. I can't go out, probably cannot go out and sell that. You know, I can't mass produce it and put it on Amazon for, you know, with a, with a, you know, in a, probably I could sell the frame and then just include the piece of paper with the print and probably be legal. Right. Right. Um, the gold yeah, leaf. I mean yeah. I'm just, I'm being stupid here, but. It's yeah. Well, where's that line drawn, right, between the physical representation and ownership? Right. right. I don't know. I uh, to me, it's just a little, a little weird. Yeah. Oh, my trophy has shipped. Oh, so you're gonna have your trophy? Uh, when's it gonna get here? Friday when I'm gone in Vegas. <laughs> So, yeah, very good. They were fast. Yep. So I don't know. I I don't know. This NFT thing is just a little weird to me. I I, I did like Tom's article. It made me chuckle a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was interesting observation that he had too. I think he sees the the unique aspects of it and how I think we're plowing kind of new ground when it mm -hmm. comes to blockchain and crypto transactions and things like that. And uh, I think it's still a question, a big question how this is going to play out. You know, I know that the, the governments are wanting to get into crypto oh, too. Yeah, they do. Um, but I think they're wanting to get, get into it for different reasons than the existence of Bitcoin. Very, very simple. Right. The tax man cometh and the tax man they taketh away. 
they want to track every dollar, every, every transaction. Every dollar. Right. That's and, that. That's the difference because Bitcoin, you really can't track it. Speaking so, of the tax right. man, I'm always a procrastinator. My taxes yeah. went to the accountant uh, early last week. And uh, Saturday morning while I was doing some things, I got the text and told me how much my payment was on Monday. And I damn near fell out of my chair. It's uh, tax extensions for me. <laughs> T- tax went up. Um, I, of course, I had one son turn 18, so that hurt me. The deductions. <gasps> and everyone I'm talking to, their tax went up. The the deductions, I'm sure, is what got you. I'm sure. The fewer deductions. Right. And uh, my tax bracket didn't change a bit. Right. But I was like, you have got... So I had to make changes. I went into our accounting system uh, Sunday and started having extra money withdrawn out of my... Withheld. Withheld right. because I'm not... Oh, I, covering I, I had to scrape the, you know, one of the accounts bottom of the barrel to, to, you know, get enough money to send the IRS. And it was not, I'm not kidding you, it was a big number. Wow. And I, it was last year I was expecting this much. Right. And I say, oh, this year I paid enough in, I'm ahead. And I was expecting like a third of what it was last year. It was double. Wow. <laughs> double what it was. I said, what the so yeah, so now I'm I got it. It's and I've sheltered as much as I can, and yeah, my God, gotta gotta cover all that, uh, you know, stimulus, you know. <laughs> so if anybody wants to donate to the show, now's now is a great time. Now is a great time. <laughs> it's like it's like, uh, of course, everybody's in the same situation. It's like. Uh, what do you want to call it? Ramen noodle time for a few weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's Hey, did we talk about uh, Facebook last week? I can't remember. Yeah, no, but there's we, this rumor they're pulling back or I've heard nothing. Yeah. I well Ashley Carmen, who's now writing for Bloomberg, uh-huh. she wrote an article talking about actually she mentioned this show oh really in the in the bloomberg article oh as being a a a show that the the facebook team went on to promote oh yeah the the launch of their uh, podcasting initiatives right so, so she's getting the impression that facebook is waning in their interest hmm. in podcasting um i mean there's where does There's she things things what, going on there, but I, why does she think it's waning? Well, I think it's their forward progress. I mean, oh. I've been involved in conversations with them, and I understand why they probably are hesitating because mm. they want to do something with it that doesn't really fit with how the market works. Mm-hmm. So, I think they they think that they know better than hmm. what we all have been doing in the medium for a long time. So it's there's a little bit of friction on that side that exists, and I think they feel like the opportunity for them may be less than what they had hoped because of that. Mm-hmm. So kind of monetarily might be the, the way I could say it. Right. So, yeah. 
So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see on this. It's the same thing with Google too. Who knows what they're, you know, those guys are, you could say have gotten a little bit of cold feet too. Mm-hmm. So well, this isn't, I mean, if I think about my experience working at Microsoft on podcasting, uh, these things, you know, are fleeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's whatever someone in the upper echelon thinks is a priority. Yeah. And what's making else, us, what's making you know, us money. Right. If and, something else is more important that gets ahead of it, then the priority drops. Here's where they made a mistake is I'm sure they were looking for some metric of success and their implementation was so limited in being that you could only get it on the Facebook app on the phone. Right. That I think was the limiting factor. If they'd have put it right in the regular news feed, let it be a news post as far as your normal, then I think things would have been a little different, but I'm sure people are just not even seeing it because if it takes more than one click to get to something, well, and it does on the pages. Right. Stuff. You, I mean, you have to go to the page and then mm-hmm. you have to go into the subcategory podcast mm-hmm. yep. on that page yep. and, and then it's discoverable. Right. Right. So, and then they were wanting to do a little bit of caching. So that was, you know, that's not such a great thing. But. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not the only ones caching. Spotify is still caching some stuff yeah. too. So don't, yeah. don't be fooled. I mean, unless you're with a hosting platform mm-hmm. that has a, a pass-through agreement with them. Yeah. Yep. That's that's how the standalone hosters are the ones that are outside of any of the major hosting platforms. That's how they're treated because nobody's representing them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Well. For now, until it changes. Yep, until someone new in charge kicks a can and says, hey, what? The, how come we've missed out on this? So does that indicate then that uh, podcast is waning? Have we entered a new phase of uh, downward trends in podcasting? Well, I have heard that <gasps> talked about. You know, you know, Tom Webster raised that topic last week, too. He said, have, have we reached peak podcasting? Mm. I think it's a... Uh, I think there's probably something to think uh, about there. I don't think we've reached peak. It depends on what aspect of podcasting. If we're we, talking if about we, if we cut out two years, right. right? If we just cut out those two years, right. where we saw this like blast off, and then coming back down to normal, right? Um. Are we we're still seeing significant number of you know, signups of content creators coming and creating accounts. Yeah, no, I, it's not as much as it was. Um, and it's all a matter of weighing that. I mean, in the early days of the pandemic, there was a lot of people coming in, right. But they didn't stick around. Right. I'd I'd say most of the new people coming in now are a little more serious about it. Yeah. Now we have shipped, excuse me, not shipped. We have, that's a better way to say this. Well, you did some um, upgrades to your platform. Yeah, of course. Right. And that, that caught, you know, is causing a, but oh, we're seeing, you know what I was going to say? We're seeing a shift from. Standby, standby, we're going to uh, drop the anchor. Hang on one second. 
Uh, go ahead, drop the anchor. We're and, coming into port. Yep. So we've seen some some <laughs> migrations uh, by podcasters that are, well, you know, they're they 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 they're they're graduating. Congratulations! They're, they put on their. They're pulling up the anchor, Todd. Is that what's happening? Uh, they're, they're just they're 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 the they're, they're flat. The they put the plank down to another ship, and they walked across the plank, and they didn't have <laughs> to. They didn't fall. In they the water. didn't have to fall in the water. They right. just walked over the to the plank and onto more steady uh, ground that allows them to grow and to flourish. And that's right. Less chance of them falling through the deck. Right. So, and, and not huge numbers, but more than normal. Right. Yeah. So that tells me maybe, you know, maybe some podcasters are starting to wake up. Now they're still adding lots of content creators. Let's not be, let's not be fooled here by anything I said. They're still adding a lot of free folks, but we're seeing a lot of folks yeah. that are making. Yeah, I think Tom's, Tom's perspective was really, I think came out of the, the Edison research trends that showed a drop off and total podcast, uh, I guess, was it monthly listeners from what? 2021 to 2022. Yeah. But but we knew, we knew that was going to happen. So yeah, I think it was a natural adjustment. And, and like he said, his presentation of the of the Edison research was that, and we are at now at a, at a higher level than we were prior to the pandemic. So you could, you could hypothesize that maybe the pandemic timeframe, that two year timeframe was an anomaly, right. Um, that kind of broke from the, the norm. And now we're coming back to a more normal, slow, steady growth path for podcasting. <laughs> so a, an email just came across my desk literally right now. Really? From that, a listener? That, that I'm wondering. Mm. PodFest, May 26th to 29th, our flagship insure in-person live event podcast I was Expo, just on that, uh, that town hall call. Where your voice matters. And then along in the same email, our next in-person live event, VidFest Expo, May 26th, 29th, Hilton Orlando, Orlando, Florida. Presentation of what is this? It's it's a it's a companion event to uh, Podfest. Yeah, they say there's fifteen hundred confirmed attendees that come. I'm confused. It's a well. Chris has been doing these companion events. It's the same thing like he did in Tampa the last time he had a. So is Pod? Are we going to have a Podfest slash Vidfest? name tag on our, or is these two separate events? Well, they're two separate events that are probably combined into the same venue. Well, I hope that's that- what he did in Tampa at his last event that, that he had where he combined, um, so Bitcoin. Are exhibitors going to be in the same area. That I don't know for sure on the details on that. No, I don't know. That would be irritating. If he combines exhibitors from both events in one exhibit area. Lord. Yeah, I think, well, one is more focused on what's happening with YouTube, right? Well, again, if they're intermixed in the same exhibit hall, right. it lowers my value. Does it really, you think? I think so. 
Or is there enough cross-pollination between the two? Uh, I mean, I, I could see a perspective like that, that YouTubers could become podcasters and yeah. podcasters could be more YouTubers. Yeah. It's just, it's a little odd. That should be a disclosure that there's a co-event going on. Hmm. You know, all of a sudden they get an email that's got two offers in the same email. That makes me go, hmm. Well, you know, it, it's a strategy on the part of Chris to get more people. Well, I understand that. But sure. that should be disclosed to. Yeah. I mean, is it on his website? Um, Let's see. I don't know. Let's see. Podfest. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Um, from what I saw in Tampa when he did it is that it was separated. It, it was like on opposite ends of the venue. Well, it's, so it it's definitely like, not intermixed in the, within the actual. <clears throat> so let me do a Google on VidFest Expo. I don't want to see that. This dramatic pause here. Sorry, everybody. So have you gotten your your room down there and everything? I have got a... Um... So our our live show uh, at PodFest is going to be on uh, May 27th at noon. May 27th. That is a Friday. Well, that's a pretty good time. Yeah. So that's when... And we're going to do a, a live new media show from PodFest. Yeah. Home down about down speakers, schedule, sponsorship. So, yeah. So, VidFest is going on at the exact same time. Uh, let's see here. Oh, it's in a different hotel, Todd. No, it's in the same hotel. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Hilton Orlando. Hilton Orlando. No wonder we can't know. get a room on the 25th. <laughs> hmm. I'm not getting there until the 26th. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking for the exhibitors. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole full track. Separate, whole separate event. Yeah, and they don't even, even on the PodFest site, they don't show the exhibitors at all on the PodFest site. Right. They just show the sponsors. Right? Yeah. That's it. So, it's an interesting... So, they don't cross-promote cross the two Well, they, they did in the email I just got. Right, but not on their website. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. So main sponsors for PodFest is Cloud Microphone and Libsyn. And then for VidFest, who's the sponsor for that event? Doesn't show. Oh, you guys are. You guys, and we are. Blueberry's a sponsor of VidFest, too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
That's curious. You didn't realize that, huh? No, I didn't didn't realize it. <laughs> it all right. It's just a little odd to me. Bidfestexpo.com. Yeah. Right? It's on a different domain name. Yeah, it is. It's basically the same website. It's the same website, just with different content on it. You know, you, you just put... Mm, speakers. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I ought to compare speakers. <laughs> uh, there's it, does, those... it does. I mean, are the... It's going on at the same time. The same it? exact time. Yeah. The schedule. So speakers, let's see who the speakers are. Yeah. Let's see if I can find the schedule. Uh, looks like Ross brand is going to be there. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm looking here. Michael O'Neill is there. So oh, that's weird. Oh, look at this. So Podfest expo, eight thirty AM on Thursday, Vidfest main stage opens. This is on the PodFest Expo page. On the VidFest Expo, VidFest Main Stage opens. Okay, five to six res. Okay, the exhibit hall open. Let's look at Friday. Um, again, 10 a.m. to 5.40, VidFest Main Stage. Amazon Live Special Edition, 10 a.m. to 5.45 p.m. Now, let me go back here. It's the same schedule. It's the same, and then it looks like the ex- expo is the same too. Looks like, yeah. What is this? T- uh, 10, 10 a.m. to five p.m. All Podfest tracks open, but the keynote stuff is all in the same same place. Yeah, I suppose it would be. I think hmm. he's blending them together. Oh, it's obvious. Oh, yeah. It says here. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost the same exact. It says Friday, May 27th. Welcome all VidFest and PodFest attendees. Ten to, it all follows the same. 10 to 12, after, 10 to 12 a.m. is the after party. Open to the first 300. It's the same schedule. Yeah, it is. It's probably experiential hall open. What is that? Uh, okay. I'm just... I guess, we'll, I guess we'll find out. So the question is, did he not get enough people from Podcast Expo when he's doing VidFest? Well, he's trying to get more people to come. But they should be they should be right. separate events, not like dual track stuff. Well, he is making separate events here. It's just he's kind of blending them together. Yeah, everyone's blended together. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's it, done this before. But I'm it, not sure it, this it, is it, anything. But new. if you're going to a podcast event, you're going for podcasting. You're not going for video streaming. And YouTube. Well, you might be more and more. Mm-hmm. That's that that that's the bigger takeaway. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
exhibit hall open five to seven on Thursday. Yeah. And then what is exhibit hall open on Friday? 9.45 a.m. to 5 p.m. 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday. And... Oh, are we done on Saturday? I could have flown home on Sunday. Because there's... What, there's nothing going on? Well, there's no exhibit hall on Sunday. Well, I guess we didn't expect Sunday. But I was, I stayed, I didn't fly, I'm not flying back until Monday. Because mm. it was the 26th to the 29th. Yeah, I think I'm flying back on the 30th as well. Yeah, I might look at changing my flight now. Because on Sunday, there's no... There's no podcast stuff. 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. VidFest beginner audience growth monetization. Audience growth. Faith Con wildcard entertainment. Oh, and a podcasting 201. So two hours. And then there's mm-hmm. breakout tracks from 1 to 2.30. So maybe and there then, is stuff. And then VidFest Expo side of it looks like is doing... Closing keynotes and gratitude ceremony mm-hmm. from same two, thing two forty five to four right mm-hmm. huh oh well okay so we're doing it at what time uh, Friday at noon noon to one it's not on the schedule not yet but I'm sure it will be and we're doing it at the main stage. Uh, not sure exactly what stage. All right. Okay. But it's going to be streamed live is what they're working towards. Gotcha. Are they not, they're not streaming their event? I believe they are. Oh, okay. So this, where they're going to put us is on the stage that they're going to be on one of the stages that they're streaming from. Yeah. So I have to pull pull some guests together for that, which I haven't done yet. All right. Okay. Well, interesting, interesting time. Yeah. So, well, I will I will reserve judgment until we get back and we report how the traffic was. All right. Well, I should probably get uh, Chris. I'm trying to think if we have time to get Chris on the show. Yeah, we should. Probably after we get done with with um, NAB. Yeah, Maybe. so let me look at the calendar here. The 4th is so good. We have, have James Boggs coming in on the 4th. Oh, okay. And then my schedule gets even more crazy than yours is. So um, here we are talking schedule on the show, but you know, that's, what we, that's what we do here. Mine's pretty crazy too. So, yeah. so it, May is going to be ugly, but we'll have to save some of these... Uh, uh, let's see here. May, where am I at on May 11th? Uh, I'm in, okay. I can do a show on the 4th and the 11th. I cannot do one on, oh, wait a minute. Maybe. Oh, I can't do one on the 18th. So let's try and get, uh, Chris Kremitzos on for the 11th. Yeah. So let me double check here. What so day do I fly out for ATD? Yeah, I better go to my, for some reason, it's not showing on my schedule. 
and go over to United because I got my airplane tickets booked. <laughs> yeah, I fly out to go to Europe at the end of that week. So, all right, hang on here. I'm almost done. Oh, we get. Oh, there we go. Asking me my security questions. They don't recognize this device. All right. My trips. Uh, view all trips. Let's see here. Oh, come on. Stupid thing. So, yeah, 14th to the 19th, I'm out. So let me look at the calendar again. Yeah, I'm out on the the. The 14th as well. 14th and 19th, and then 25th through the 30th, so 14th to 19, 25. So I can do the show on the 4th, 11th, 18th. Cannot do one on the 25th. What day do you go to Spain? Oh, I'm going to, Portugal? to Sweden. Oh, Sweden. What? When do you leave for Sweden? On the 14th. Okay, so we'll be able to do the 4th and the 11th, but the 18th and 25th, no way. I mean, unless I do, I could do, nah, I can't do anything on the 18th either. I'm flying that day. Yeah. So 18 and 25. So since we have some stuff left, so probably what we're going to do, here's, here's what we'll do, ladies and gentlemen, is, um, because there's going to be show, no show next Wednesday. Um, I might, if we get the, if we get the creative soon enough, I might be able to put up the first show from our live Mm-hmm. on the 27th and right. then put the second one up on the 18th. So that way we'll, we won't miss a week if I get the creative and then we'll definitely be out for the 25th, but we're going to be doing a live show at podcast. So that works. So we'll be, we'll be covered. We'll be able to keep people uh, fed here with our nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's the plan anyway. Mike said, uh, hey, Todd, remember, we have a bet about fa- Facebook podcasting. Yeah, me saying that they make 1%. That dollar might be in jeopardy. Or is it 10? I can't remember. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you guys have, the have a gentleman's bet. Deep pocket betting going yes, on there. Yes, indeed. Yes. Well. <laughs> I'm sure he'll remind me, too, because he knows exactly what it is. We had a, um, a webinar today. We did a Grow Your Podcast webinar, and um, it it was well attended. I I was, you know, and it was a lot of podcast one on one stuff. Um, there's a lot of cool people doing a lot of cool things in podcasting right now. Yeah, because we had testimonials from four or five people, and I'm just I'm really impressed at. Um, Oh, I guess the best way to say it is the diversity in the space and the cool things that's going on. Yeah. It's, uh, it's refreshing. I think we knew it, but you know, just hearing some of the things people are doing and them speaking to it was, was like, wow, good for you. Congratulations. You know, one of those type of things. Yeah. I think also programmatic advertising is, taken off too. I mean, that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess the concern now is, is there a risk of 
flooding the market with too much programmatic ads. That's no. s- some people are starting to be worried about that. No, there's plenty of inventory. Yeah, I agree. There's plenty of room to grow on that. It's just how much, what's the load inside of any given podcast? Oh, the key is not to be stupid and right. run one or two. That's it. Yeah. Keep it light. Keep it light. There's plenty of inventory. Just don't be stupid in how much you run. Don't get greedy. Yeah, I, I agree. Keep your audience in mind. It's mm-hmm. not about the advertiser being your only customer. Yeah. 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 I think that, uh, well, okay. So do you think then I thought the, the load was in host reads, but it's not. If people are worried about ad load and programmatic. Well, I don't think that it's a problem yet. Uh, it could be a problem in some shows where they're, you know, the, it's pretty easy to turn on a lot of ads. Yeah. Programmatic. I mean, yeah. you just opt in to, you know, two or three per break. I think it's up to the, the platforms to limit that selection to say, you know, maybe maximum of two spots per, per insertion point, um, might be the maximum. I know some have allowed as many as three. So maybe that's too many. I think, you know, I mean, if you think about it, it I, could be up to one minute a spot. I, that could I, be three minutes of ads. Yeah, I, I think you can do most shows could do one pre-roll, one mid most. You know, I think that, I, again, I'm my own experience on doing a 70 minute show two two spots. Right. You know, before people start getting pissed off and leaving. There's, but maybe the attitude of the listeners changed. I don't know. Or they're just hitting fast forward. Right. And also, is there something that we can do even with this show as an example um, to make it more appealing to the YouTube crowd? I mean, is there a way, do you think, Todd, that we could jigger this show to make it more appealing to the YouTube crowd? Rob, the only way I would do that is to, to get someone some more attention on YouTube is to sit here naked and do the show. I think that's the only, yeah, I think that's the only way to, cause then it would be like, look at this dude, you know, uh, you know, be, you know, give caution, you know, if someone's going to throw up in their mouth, you know, this is is an example (laughs) of what not to do. Right. But that's about the only way I think this show is going to appeal to YouTube because we're too long. We're too long. We're too long for YouTube. That's right. I don't think we speak fast enough. I don't know if you've ever watched some some of the YouTubers out there. They feel like it's a race. To well, the have you listened to some Instagram folks? Yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah. That's and it's, they're constantly <laughs> clipping the video too. Right. Right. They're, they're right. Singing, yep, yep, flip, yep, flip, flip. You know, flip, when you flip. hear this, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't. You know, I I agree. Pace is important. To a certain degree, but um, pace can, can also I, be I, fatiguing. I can too. flip us back and forth too, just like I'm doing now. I'm just I'm just hitting the take button, and we're switching back and forth. And you know, someone's, you know, I have to put an epileptic uh, caution on this video now. Yeah, or the the <laughs> motion that you see in some of these videos, it's really kind of disturbing. Where it's almost like it's a phased shift. Yeah. It's like, 
that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing a phase shift with the with the show. <laughs> you know, but it's uh, effective. You know, yeah. Look at some of the stuff that we've been putting on the Blueberry Instagram lately, and it's a, it's a, that is pure Instagram marketing tips. Right. So. Hmm. Yeah. But I have seen been seeing a lot more long form content on YouTube that seems to be getting good audience. You well, know, but so. the thing is, long form YouTube is me watching some guy make a uh, build a log cabin or sailing, and they. No, I've seen conversations like ours do do, do really well over there. Long form, no, yeah, I have. Oh, then you're gonna have to go find some. Well, long is relative. It's probably not ninety minutes. Like no, this, but it's probably at least you know, 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. Well, so Ted opened up the Ted talk when Elon Musk was on mm -hmm. the day after he made the tender offer. And, um, it was part of a larger interview. Well, he, they, they showed 10 minutes of a, him in the gigafactory in Austin. And, yeah. and then, so I did go listen to the entire one hour interview of Elon and the Ted talk guy at the gig. Chris Anderson, right. Right. Yeah. And that was compelling, but why was it compelling? It was compelling because it was Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. <laughs> you know, that's why it was compelling. You, you listen to this guy and you can tell he's got Asperger's for sure. You know, the way his speech pattern is, but oh, yeah. the, the, and most people don't, I bet you a lot of people don't know that that he has Asperger's, but he's brilliant. The man is, uh, you know, I, I, he's a walking Albert Einstein. I don't care what anybody says. And right. he has such a depth of knowledge on stuff. And, you know, it's dangerous when you know a lot. You are, you know, it's like, you are you really an expert or do you have a periphery of the data? And there's some stuff I'm sure he has a very, I think he has a very large grasp. I think he's kind of like, you know, I hate to say it, Bill Gates is very, very well read. Now, pe some people hate Bill Gates because, you know, of all the things Bill Gates has been doing. But mm -hmm. the guy is well read. You know, he reads 10 books a week. So right. I'm not saying Elon's doing that, but I don't know. I, I don't have a love fest for Elon, but I love what he's doing with trying to shake things up. Yeah, I mean, I hope he is able to get some level of control over Twitter. Ooh. It might be interesting to see what might happen there. Uh, we just lost half the audience. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that are deathly afraid of him coming in and ruining what they consider ruining Twitter. But is it really ruining Twitter mm -hmm. or as much as it's, it's putting out information they deem as misinformation? Well, I, Here's what I think, and this is what, what appeals to me. If you post something and the logarithm downvotes you, right? why? Why did it get downvoted? There should be a reason why it got downvoted. Yeah. And if it gets promoted, why did it get promoted? If it got censored, why did it get censored? That just transparency of, of why. And, and right. you're never going to get Facebook to do that. But if, if Twitter did that and if Twitter made available its mm -hmm. code on its 
then you know, I'm not going to be able to read it. But there's a lot well, of I mean, geek, there's a lot of talk, geek. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, but if you think about it, there's a way for that to happen already. Uh, and I'm I'm confused why it's called terms of service, right? Well, of TOS. course, of course. But here's the accusation. Right. And I know this is true based on a whole bunch of things. And it's not everyone's, oh, it's just far right getting. No, it's not. Far right and far left are being, their voices are being driven down. Yeah. It's not, it's not just the conservatives. The far left and the far right are the ones that are largely ending up in these silos that is. It's a, it's a power play between both sides. They both want to win. Right. So they're. They're willing to, I think what's changed is that both sides are willing to play dirty pool to get there. So if you know, <laughs> if, if the code, if the, if this is being programmatically done, right. then let people look at the code and let know that say this, if you say this, this is what's going to happen, you know, or why did it happen or why should it have happened? You know, so people are saying, Oh, disinformation. Well, yeah. I get real wearied when people say this is disinformation because, because it's your definition of disinformation. We've found already based upon some history here that what was labeled as disinformation and would have gotten you to be true. Right. And if you're going to suppress that, then the truth may never come out. So, And and it raises the question of why it was suppressed to begin with. And there is why I want Elon Musk, to buy Twitter. Now, will he be able to make miraculous changes? I don't think so. I think he'll have a, I think he'll have a significant impact and I think there'll be more. All we want is transparency, right? Yeah. Just, just give us transparency. Tell us, and then we can vote with our wallets, our time, our voice. Right. If we don't feel that it's being fair or we can call for change. But he's right that Twitter is a very large public square. Yeah. And it runs homes to mama all the time. I follow a lot of people, but I have to, now I have to physically go look for topics on there that I'm interested in following. Mm-hmm. And it even still then filters the topics. Right. So. And more and more, I hear people even on YouTube say, oh, I can't say that. Or I can't say that. Right. Also, I'm going to get deplatformed. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for podcasting and having your own .com and controlling your RSS feed. There is no deplatforming. Well, it's all a matter of degrees on that. Well, that's true. Depends on if if there's a logos being, you know, placed. I here's the thing: it's about. I bet that's happening. My prediction. Okay, I think Todd thinks it's Todd's opinion. That's what's happening on Spotify. Uh, Todd's opinion, it's not happening on Apple that there's a logo driving content down. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know about Amazon. I would suspect maybe Amazon's not doing the same. I would suspect they're not driving because, you know, it's frankly, it's, you know, they're less than 1% consumption right now. So they, they just got to get listens up. It's true. They're not in a position where they can start taking things down. No. Pushing people off the platform. That that only is something that you see happen with the biggest platforms. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about Facebook in that regard, right? They've they're the ones that have done it 
probably the most. And there's a lot of worry right now that some companies in the space are going to start implementing an AI solution to do, and this is something the podcast 2.0 folks are worried about, is that some of these big companies now, like Spotify and others, are going to use AI and is going to hide content that they don't think is valuable. Well, speaking of another way to transcripts can be used, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, this whole topic of transcripts is, is a huge topic. Um, it's becoming more and more impactful all the time. But yet... For various parts of the ecosystem. Right. right. So we'll see um, where this leads. And, you know, to be honest with you, I, I'm more of the opinion here that the listening platforms are the ones that are going to be more or less responsible for mass adoption of transcripts and playback players. The Apples, the Facebooks, the Spotify's, all those folks where mass consumption is overcast, those big apps are going to have to. Yeah. Well, they've got to have good access um, for the disabled. Mm-hmm. Those are the primary folks that need to make sure that their ducks are in a row yeah, I don't, around I don't, access. I don't care about the advertisers. I care about the people that are hearing impaired. Right. 47 million stuff, you know, 47 million people in the United States with some form of impactment all the way from, you know, some hearing loss all the way to pure deafness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So there was someone that was following me on Twitter that was asking me about Blueberry's uh, podcast transcript tag for podcast 2.0 and we had actually implemented it, but we didn't document it. So shame on us. So I had the team go in and update our documentation to make sure people knew it was there. So it's, you know, it's that type of stuff. I don't mind being reactive when we're wrong and fixing something. Yeah. 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 But it's true. Anyway, um, this, we're almost at the end here. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Did we uh, irritate you guys today? <laughs> I'm not so sure that we were tremendously focused today, Todd. No, we were we were all over the place, but that happens yeah. sometimes. Well, you know, it wasn't big news week. You know, nothing, there was some stuff, but nothing that really made me, you know, I, I have a channel and, and our Slack. I think the biggest news is just the impending podcasting events and yeah. conferences, and I think that that's the most impactful thing going on right now. See, what what do I have in the past week in my... Hmm, this is interesting. There was a Twitter thread on transcripts. There was a news about you guys this morning. There was an announcement by uh, another plug-in, folks. Those are the three things I have in my hmm list from the past week that that I want to continue to track. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so it's, 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 you know, I guess we'll see what happens. I'm excited about NAB. Time will, time will tell. We're going to either come back and be happy or we're going to be tired. Well, we're going to be tired. (laughs) It's a, it's, it's a whirlwind next six weeks. So yeah, towards the end of 
of um, what the end of of May through the end of May, and then even even into June. Yeah. Podstock is another event. If you're up in the Northeast, uh, Todd and I are going to be at Podstock on June 11th. That's in Trenton, New Jersey. So we're both going to be doing doing that event. So yeah, I'm trying to think. Anything else? Uh, I'm going to make it. Sorry, I'm making a note here. All right. Okay. So I'm Todd at Blueberry.com, <laughs> and uh, you can you can uh, find me at, at Geek News on Twitter. I can be found on Twitter as well, at Rob Greenlee, and that's uh, with two E's. And you can send me an email if you want, robg at lipson.com. Um, and love to hear from you. Um, and if you happen to be going to Vegas yep. next week to NAB, uh, both of us are going to be there with our booths, so we're going to be fairly easy to find. or going to be in the West Hall, which and, is the, the new hall. And we need to uh, remind people that there's a party we're going to be at. We're going to be at the Podcast Movement Party. So, it's on the 26th, right? Yeah, I think I have a, ha, I think I put a link to that in last week's show. From 7 to 9 p.m.? Yeah, so I will re-link that. And don't I forget about the Nevada bar or something like that. Yeah. Don't forget about our listener survey. We want you to fill that out. I haven't checked that. That's important for us to find out who you really are. We know who you are, but we yeah. just, we just need something for our graphs. Um, but anyway, yeah. And if you want to support this podcast with a $1 million donation, <laughs> Rob and I could uh, use that to, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't worry, Rob. I'll with, do the withholding for you before I oh, send you, you will. before you send your part. <laughs> I hate writing that big a check to the IRS, so I want you to do it. You know, well, I'll. You're just gonna have to send your Social Security number over before I get the. Oh, that's how it works. Okay. <laughs> before you get your payment, because okay. uh, yeah, no, I'm not paying your taxes. <laughs> You, I will pay your taxes to the IRS with your social That's security number. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Issue you a 1099. Yes, you, <laughs> you may do that. Yes. Wow. Whole new tax bracket for me. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you go from uh, what, 31 to 36 or something like that? Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows what it is now? Yeah, and, and you being single, you really got hammered. Oh, yeah. You went up at least 2% in your tax bracket by becoming single. Ugh. Why, why do they penalize single guys versus married guys? I don't single people. Right. Not just well, guys, single people. I, uh, single people, right. Because, if, because they assume if you're part of a married couple, both are going to be writing tax checks. So collectively, you're going to send more taxes in. But in the end, it's not always the case. No, it's not always the case. No, it's not, you know. So, matter of fact, I'm having a discussion with my accountant about all that right now. I too. would imagine. <laughs> I'm like, good Lord, help me. You know, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. And one yeah. thing is for sure, death and taxes. And this government is getting more than their fair share. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> yeah. So... Anyway, it's been yep. fun, yeah. and, it's been, I, and we'll I will quit, see we'll you. Quit, we'll quit whining. 
<laughs> I, I will see you, Todd, and hopefully some of you in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, coming up All right. soon. I get back to the West Coast again of sorts. Yeah. Kind I'm, of West Coast. I'm headed to Detroit as soon as this show's processed because I have a 6 a.m. flight tomorrow morning. Oh. Yeah. And it's uh, looking like my daughter's going to be in Vegas, oh, too. So. that's cool. So I'll be able to see her and is she going to bring the, uh, toddler along? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, not this okay. time. And then the, my son is back in the U S now. Oh, with his family. Mm-hmm. Good. So we have to, I have to ask, how did he get out? Can you say, uh, I haven't talked details on that yet with him. So, so has he got an immigration battle coming up now? Oh, to get back in again? No, to get her to be legally stay here. Or... Oh, I don't know that they're gonna stay here oh. for that long. I think it's just through June. Mm, I got there. I got you. Well, hopefully things will cool off by then. Yeah, hopefully. Um, just so we don't get picked up by the by the. I'm glad he's out. To be honest with you, with the craziness that's going. Well, on. And if you don't know what we're talking about. My son has been living in Sochi, Russia, so all on the Black Sea. So he's yeah, good, yeah. good, good place to be out of for right now. So, so I guess it's been pretty calm there. I guess. Well, that's from good. Hearing, from what I'm hearing, but does he speak Russian? No. Oh, he teaches English. So right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he got out. Okay. Uh, everyone be safe. We'll see you next time here on the new media show. Everyone take care. See you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.